Hi guys, my name is Brendan Patrick, and you're listening to Superlit. Superlit is a bi-weekly podcast about books pertaining to the LGBT community. I always love that part. <laughs> I hope you're excited. So, this week, we are going to be reading a short story from the book called Meet Cute, and it's a bunch of different authors, so it's a you know a compilation of different authors' works, and the one that we are reading this week is by Nina LaCour, and the short story is called The Print Shop. So the print shop revolves around a young queer girl who has just gotten her first job at a uh, local printmaking shop who does things a little bit in a, like differently. So they kind of they do things in an old-fashioned way in the way that like prints used to be made. So it's a really cool concept especially in this day and age of doing something in a different style and it's not all digital and it's all like hand done. And that's kind of what makes this place different. And it's run by a bunch of queer people, which is actually pretty cool. So the people who work in the shop are Nev and Eduardo. They're the couple that works in it. And then the um, guy who is like the artist, the, the actual owner, uh, his name is Alexander and I forget his partner's name, but it comes up later in the story. But, um, Nina LaCour is actually the author of a book called We Are Okay, which is one of the books I've been planning to actually read for the podcast. So it's actually kind of cool that I get to read like a little bit of a snippet of her work. This short story is about 20 pages and it's the second story in the book. Um, there's a bunch of different like authors in here. And I'm actually very excited to read the other ones. I'm not sure if I've brought it up on Twitter or not, but um, I'm going to be going to California next week. So I wanted to read uh, something short and sweet for you guys. So I wanted to do uh, something shorter and something a little bit different. So usually I read like a, um, like, I guess through an entire book for you guys. Um, And I thought that, this would be a cool thing to do because it's a bunch of different books um, and not a di- bunch of different books, but it's a bunch of different authors. And I wanted to try something fun and different. So the story starts off uh, in a high school parking lot at 11 p.m. And it's the narrator who's like explaining like it's she's explaining her love story. So. I guess she's like explaining it to us, if you will. But um, it's it's cute. Like I I was reading it and I'm like, oh, this is nice. And I thought it was going to end a specific way, and then it didn't. And I was like, oh, thank God. So our story starts off with uh, our narrator. Um, she's interviewing at the print shop, and the woman she's interviewing with Nev, she's very pregnant, and 
they're basically interviewing for someone who's going to take Nev's spot while she's gone. So Nev and Ed- Eduardo kind of run front of house, and Alexander does all of the artwork kind of stuff. So Nev does all of the like uh, inventory type things, and Ed- I th- Eduardo. They explained what Eduardo does, but I definitely forgot. Okay, wait. Here we go. Eduardo. Um, manages finances and Nev handles customers. So basically they want her to do the back of house stuff. That way, you know, when Nev winds up going on her maternity leave and is not obviously not able to work, they have someone that can kind of run a little bit of everything. So, uh, she's really, the narrator is really excited about this place because it's all handwork and none of it is really like computer work. So she's excited to be applying to a place that, you know, is actual interaction with human beings and it's not, you know, everything run by a computer and it's, you know, something a little bit more um, intimate, if you will. So after the interview, they're like, okay, perfect. You're great. Um, She reveals that her girlfriend broke up with her three months ago because she's going to be going to college in a different state. And our narrator is not going anywhere. I believe she hasn't started her senior year, so I guess her girlfriend was a um, in, in an older grade, if you will. And they she brings up her friends, uh, Becky and Kirby. Uh, they don't really get mentioned again later in the, in the story, if you will. But... She basically reaches out to the print shop again just to make sure that they haven't, you know, given up on her. Just because I guess they're going to have her in after, like, right before Nev is about to go. So um, she calls them in, I think, July. Yeah, at the end of July. She calls and she's like, hey, you, you guys still want me to, like, work there, right? And they're like, yeah, of course. We're just, you know, we need more time. So uh, she lets them know, like, hey, remember, I'm just, a, I'm like a student, so I won't have open availability. They're like, don't worry about it. Alexander doesn't really come into the shop until, like, after 3 anyway. So, perfect timing for her. So, after that, it kind of flashes forward a little bit towards uh, her first day at the shop. So, she wa- as she walks in, Nev is on the phone with um, a client. And the narrator is, like, she's got herself, like, done up for her first day. She's got her lipstick on. She's, like, feeling her outfit. She really wants to feel like she, like, belongs and fits in. So she's, like, done herself up a little bit. And as she's walking in, she hears that Nev is having, like, a phone call with a client. And it sounds like there's some kind of, like, client dispute. They might have spelled something wrong. And it turns out that they spelled the word principal wrong as opposed to, like, like the principle of the thing versus like this person is a principle. So they were supposed to do the version of principle where it's like they are the principle, like they are the principle of the school versus like it's the principle of the thing. So a little bit of a different spelling. And um, Nev is like, okay, we'll get this figured out. We, I'm not sure if we'll be able to have it to you by tonight or tomorrow, but we will figure it out and give you an ETA. So hangs up. And uh, welcomes the new girl in, and she like uh, the narrator's excited until she sees a laptop, and she's like, "Oh no, I know what they're about to do." So they're basically like, "Okay, we need you." <laughs> they refer to her as a real life millennial. Um, they need her to kind of like reach a new pool of customers. I think is the exact wording that they use, and. 
they want her to set up like a Twitter, a Pinterest, a Snapchat, a Flickr, a Facebook, an Instagram. And she's like, okay, um, I don't even use all that. Why don't we start with Twitter? So they, um, she basically goes around the store, like getting stuff together. So she's photographing, um, stuff. And she's like, we need to have a website for the Twitter to connect to, even if it's just for it to have like our phone number and like a picture, that's it. Like doesn't have to be anything wild. So Nev and Eduardo are like, well, Alexander didn't really want one, but if it's something simple like that, we trust you to do it. So she goes around the shop and she photographs a few things. And one of them is a poster with a quote from Audre Lorde, who is a, um, she's like a feminist icon who died in the early nineties. Uh, I actually looked that up cause I was curious to see if it was like a, a fake quote or if it was a real one. And the quote is when I dare to be powerful, to use my strength in the service of my vision, then it becomes less and less important whether I'm afraid. So this is a really cool quote. And she, um, she was introduced to, um, Audre Lorde by one of her teachers who she came out to, and, um, or not like inadvertently came out to, I think through, um, a journal entry that like a teacher read in like a book that she was using. Um, and, uh, she's going around and she sees this poster. So she photographs it for the Twitter after she's like going through and got all the stuff that she needs. She's going to set up the Twitter handle and the print shop obviously was taken. So she uses, um, the print shop Martinez. So... That's the name of the Twitter. She sets up the website and do, do, do Nevin, uh, Nevin and Wardo are like, okay, so this is what we want it to look like that we like, we're not, we're not cheap and we aren't quick, but we care. And we're like real people. We're attentive. And we are the, like Alexander is the absolute best in the business. Like he's a true artist. So like, we want you to be able to convey that through the website and the Twitter. So she sits down at the computer and starts composing the first day's tweets, doing things like with us, you'll find excellence in both product and customer service. So (laughs) this is the tweet that eventually gets her in trouble. So as she's doing that, the phone rings and Eduardo picks it up and it's the banner girl again. So she's calling again because she hasn't like gotten in, no one's gotten in touch with her again about the ETA of her banner. And Nev kind of admits that it's her fault that the banner was messed up and she's not sure that Alexander is going to be able to finish it today because he has a huge order from like a lifetime client. So they're kind of putting that in the priority and she sets up a bunch of tweets to go out and then Nev's like, Hey, it's break time. Like you can go from a half hour to an hour. Don't be any like longer. Um, and just like, be sure to keep track of like your hours. And during her lunch break, she notices that like the downtown of her city slash like town has started to change. And she sees why the print shop like needs to take a step forward and not get left behind in the dust. So a lot of like galleries have been closing, like there's more salons, boutiques now. Um, and she really gets that like the the print shop needs to take the step forward and start looking for like more clientele so they can stay relevant in the business, which is like pretty smart. They're like, oh, you're young, like you can give us a new like not prospect, but like a new point of view as to like what like we need to do to stay relevant. And 
when she gets back from her break, she goes onto the computer, opens it up, and she sees that there are 27 new followers. That's cool. I wish that would happen to me after my break. And she sees that there is a new reply that came in, and it's from someone named what's the Lauren in real life. And the tweet is, are you kidding me? And it's about the, it's the first, <laughs> the quote is, I clicked on it. It was in response to the excellent tweet that went out over lunch. Whatever I thought. The internet can be a mean place. I clicked on the person's profile. Only 300 followers. No big deal. And then a few minutes later, another one came in. Late and wrong. How exactly is this customer service excellent? So the banner girl has found their Twitter and is like losing her mind over it. Obviously, it's like they just started a Twitter. And of course, they have a bad interaction. Like, why wouldn't they? And the narrator, and P.S., I keep referring to her as a narrator because she doesn't reveal her name until I want to say, how many pages into this? Page 37, which is like kind of like 17 pages in. So she responds um, to the tweets and she's like, so sorry to hear about your experience. Please give us a call and talk to Nev. She'll make sure your problem is solved. And then a second later, the girl responds, and she's like, I've been waiting for hours for her to call me back. And right after that, a bunch of responses from all the other people that, like, are, I guess are following this conversation that I guess go to the Banner Girls school, uh, start responding and start, like, talking about it with it. So they're basically, they're including the print shop in the tweets and they're basically like subtweeting them, if you will. So they're, the print shop is uh, getting dragged quite, uh, quite a lot, especially a few hours into their Twitter existence. So it's it's not going great so far. And in that time, um, Eduardo's been following like the Twitter interaction. And he's like, "Hey, you're doing a good job. Like, I wouldn't know what to do, but maybe we shouldn't have started with technology. Maybe like that's the issue here. Like, maybe we're too old fashioned for this." And Never's reaching out to like the client that has like the big order. It's like, hey, we'll get it to you tomorrow. Don't worry. Like, we're gonna get it wrapped up for you. So after that, Eduardo's like, okay, that's great that you did that, but there's an issue. And he hands uh, Nev his phone, and she's like, great. So she walks up the stairs to Alexander's office um, and taps on the door and says, they have a Twitter problem. <laughs> we have a Twitter problem, don't we all? Honestly. And uh, Alexander's like, yeah, I didn't uh, want one of those, so um, it doesn't really concern me. So whatever's going on is not my, like uh, is no issue to me. And she's like, it's the the principal banner. Like we need we need to do it over. And I was like, okay, is it on your to do list near the top? Like what's going on? And the narrator hears some grumbled words, and then the door shuts, and. Nev is on her way down. She's like, okay, we got to go. We have an appointment. Like, this is going to be handled. And if Lauren reaches out, just tell her it's being handled. Like, that's all we can tell her. So the narrator is like, well, do you have, like, a window of time it's being done? It's like, no, it's being handled. That's all we know. We'll get it to her when we get it to her. And she's like, are you coming back after your appointment? She's like, no, it's 4 o'clock. Like, I'm not coming back at the appointment. Listen, she, she's like... Listen, we try our best, and sometimes we make mistakes. Sometimes we let people down, even though we don't really want to. He has this huge order coming for a longtime client to get through for tomorrow. 
And then he has this one banner for a new client. I don't know if it's all going to get done. He's trying. I can't promise anything. So, like, right after that, literally leaves. And so uh, the narrator decides to click on uh, Lauren's profile, and she kind of, like, falls in love with Lauren through her Twitter profile, which is, like, really interesting. Um, And I think it's very much, like, I don't want to say a millennial. I hate using the word millennial. Like, I feel dirty using it. But, like, I feel like it's, like, very much a millennial thing. It's like, I saw your Twitter profile online and I fell in love with you. And it's, like, falling in love with an internet personality, like, before like before you even know who they are. Um, it's very funny. And so the thing about Lauren is that she she was elected to be the student representative for the hiring committee for the new principal. So she like she's basically been tasked with like asking the new hire like a bunch of difficult questions and making sure that they're the right fit for the school. Um, which I've never heard of like a school doing that, but I think that's a cool idea. And like Lauren's very excited about the new principal and like has worked really hard on this and. So she's, like, trying to get this banner done. So, like, I'm assuming that this means that the principal's, like, first day is maybe tomorrow. And that's why she needs the banner up, like, now. That way, um, you know, she can have this thing for this principal and something that, like, she'll have forever. So Lauren DMs the Twitter of um, of the shop and... The narrator decides she's going to fix this problem herself if she has to. So the the DM says, like, have I been forgotten? And the next part is, no, I shot back. Not at all. I'm working on it. Will you try back in a couple of hours? I'm really so sorry. And then she calls the print shop. <laughs> print shop, I said. Hey, this is Lauren. Her voice was against my ear. My throat seized up. I tried to say hi, but nothing came out. I'm the one who ordered the banner. I've been tweeting with one of you about this. Right. That's me, I said. My name's Evelyn. Evie. Why was I telling her both versions of my name? She had no idea who I was and no reason to care. So, <laughs> I'm like reading this story and I'm like, is this the first time the narrator has said her name? So, I'm like looking at it and it's definitely the first time she said her name. Which, I didn't re- like, I thought that she wasn't mentioning her name at all. But... Finally says that I'm like, oh, perfect. So I write it down on the first page of my notes. But um, I guess the conversation starts to go a little bit like better because the girl isn't as mad here, like talking to uh, Evie as opposed to like Nev. So she apologizes and she's like, I'll let you know when like more is going on. And she says she'll like let her know and like she can figure out what's going on. And they hang up. And the phone rings almost immediately, and it's Alexander's husband calling to be like, Hey, um, can you remind Alexander that, like, dinner's ready at home? Like, do you mind <laughs> Do you mind doing that? Thanks. And hangs up. And then the Twitter gets a DM from Lauren. And, wow, the DM is literally, like, a full page. Basically, the DM basically... Basically, basically, basically the DM boils down to that Lauren wanted to go to like a queer run company. She wanted to do something that was a little bit different. Um, Even if it meant that it was more expensive, she wanted to do something that was 
special for the new principal, and she wanted to support a local business. So I'm reading this, and I'm like, wow, this is like a huge thing for a young kid to be so aware of. And I think because I wasn't like a super hyper-aware kid uh, when I was in high school, um, like reading this, I'm like, wow, this this kid is super woke and is probably going to be in politics when they're older. And she ends the Twitter like DM with, okay, good night for now. And the next part is, something in her good night made me blush all over again. The intimacy of it. Of course I couldn't know for sure, but I doubted she would have chosen that phrase if she thought she was tweeting to Nev or Alexander. So the narrator, Evie, is starting to like <laughs> fall in love hardcore with this girl. And it's like weird. So um, after that... She decides to be brave and kind of, like, goes up to Alexander's uh, studio and is like, hey, we need to do this girl's thing. Like, she paid us. We need to do it. And especially since we made a mistake, we need to make sure this new client gets what she wants because she chose us and we have to do it. So Alexander's like, all right, Evie. Like, I like that you're a straight shooter. We're going to get this done together after you make your phone calls. So she's kind of getting what she wants, how she, like, wanted to learn, like, printmaking from a master. And she's, like, it pays off that she, like, went up to him and was like, hey, we got to do this thing, and we're going to do it now. And my sticky note says, and it pays off. He agrees to do it if she helps. Like, so exciting. And it's so funny that... uh, This very shy girl, she's like, okay, I'm going to be direct, and it pays off. Like, that's sick. And she reaches out to to Lauren after she reaches out to Alexander's husband, Terry, and is like, hey, sorry about this, but uh, Alexander's stuck late at the shop. Like, I'm so sorry. And Terry winds up bringing dinner. But before that, she reaches out to Lauren and is like, hey, we're going to have it to you by, like, 11. I hope that's okay. And... Lauren's like, really? Thank you. South parking lot, like, at this high school. Text me when you're on your way. And so, after that, after a quick bite, courtesy of Alexander's husband, the banner is finished by the both of them. And Alexander's like, looks like I'm going to be working late on this other thing, too. And it's now time for Evie to meet Lauren. It is now present tense, and Evie and Lauren are meeting for the first time. And they're in the parking lot, and... I guess the narrator is, like, going through, like, what happened with with uh, Lauren. And it goes, so that's how it started, I say. I've left out some of the details, of course, like how carefully I studied your photos and how they made me feel. But I don't want to hold back too much. I want to give this all I can. So I dare to touch the hem of your shirt. And I add, I saw this in one of your Twitter pictures. I love John Muir. Think his last name's Muir? I don't know how to pronounce that. <laughs> you cock your head. You looked through my profile? I was curious about our disgruntled customer. I can hear the nervousness in my voice, but I tell myself it's okay that I'm nervous. It's okay if you can tell how it feels to be this close to you. I look into your face, allowing my gaze to linger. And I see something register in yours. A moment of surprise as your eyes turn into a shy smile of your own. So, I should be heading back in. Thanks again. I nod. You take the folded banner from my hands, then take a half step backwards towards the bright classroom. And before my disappointment has time to register, before I can wonder if this is all there will ever be between us, you say, you're coming with me, right? Okay. 
So that is literally, legitimately, you're coming with me, right, is the actual ending, like, sentence of the story. And I was like, oh, no, it's, like, it's not going to end well. They're not going to fall in love or, like, they're not going to get together at the end. I was, like, relieved to read that. And um, I know normally I don't give away the full endings here, but I felt like it was, because it's a short story, maybe it's a little bit different. But I'm actually really excited to get into more of Nina LaCour's uh, writing, just because that was actually very easy to read. And I like her style of writing. It's it's fun. And it's very descriptive for a short story. Um, I've read some short stories before, and this, like, it felt like there was an entire actual world. And I was like, oh, I actually care about these characters. And it's funny how I, like, noticed that the narrator's name wasn't necessarily given until almost, like, right towards the end of the story. But it wasn't bothersome. It wasn't like a, oh, like, they're refusing to give me information here and I need to have it. But, uh, yeah. So this is our episode for the week. I'll have another one up when I come back from California next week. And my name is Brendan Patrick, and thank you so much for listening to Super Lit. Super Lit.